0: Welcome, welcome to the Heads Together podcast. I'm your host, Jill Mokes. Thank you for joining me this week. So this has been a good week, a very hot week here in the UK. And I don't know, August's a funny month, isn't it? I think August is a bit of a sleepy month. People are either on holiday or just everything's a little bit slower. It's like a nurturing time, I think, August. It's a time to be really mindful and slow everything down a bit. I quite like that. I like this time of year. This week (laughs) on the subject of slowing down, I am joined on the podcast by the amazing Amanda Slinger, who is a sleep education specialist. And I really wanted Amanda to come on because as entrepreneurs, we are really bad at prioritizing rest. I think part of the problem is that we love what we do so much. It doesn't really feel like work and therefore we don't feel like we need a rest from it. The problem with that is that our bodies don't quite understand. They, Our bodies don't get the memo that all this Screen watching, you're doing all of the typing, all of the brain activity, however much you're loving it, you still need a rest from it. So, Amanda's amazing. She literally simultaneously runs three different companies. She's based in Western Australia, and she says that the key to her success in what feels like doing it all is knowing how to be an efficient sleeper and what to do when sleep doesn't go as planned. So one of the companies she runs is called Sleep Spot. And it's a business that helps. It has an employee sleep program, but it also helps individuals as well to really embrace sleep and give it the priority that it should have in your life and rest. So this is a great conversation. This one is really for you if you know yourself to be one of those people who isn't prioritizing their sleep at the moment for whatever reason. Listen in. I think Amanda's going to give you some really good tips around things to be aware of during your day and certainly leading up to your sleep in the evening. Yeah, it's a really rich conversation and I'm happy to share this with you. So let's dive in. Welcome, welcome to the Heads Together podcast. I'm Jill Mokes, and I am obsessed with cutting through the noise when it comes to growing your business. Each week, via intimate coaching conversations and inspirational stories, I share what it really takes to get the results you want in a way that feels right to you. I am all about attracting higher-ticket opportunities building authentic relationships, and creating the abundant, full-fat version of your dream business. I mean, how many of us have beavered away creating a light version of what we really want? The thing is, I honestly believe when you're outstanding at what you do, there is no limit to what you can achieve. So, are you ready to put our heads together and make it happen? Let's go. welcome
1: thank you so much
0: Jill great to be here from the other side of the world oh it is my pleasure to have you here I gladly sprung out of bed this morning for our uh, recording session (laughs) (laughs) because we have a big time difference between us don't we so (laughs) it but it was no effort whatsoever was it eight hours did we work out yeah, something like that. I've actually, I thought it was more than that, but yeah, apparently it is. So welcome to the show. Um, I'm really happy to have you on the show today because this is a topic that I absolutely know is going to resonate so well with my audience. This is something that my clients talk about a lot. It's something that I know my wider audience struggles with. And that is having sleep take its kind of rightful place in our life and giving it the priority it deserves so I'm really looking forward to getting into that with you today I wonder if we can maybe kick off just by you telling us a bit about yourself and how this has come to be a real focus for you
1: yeah it's been a long journey Jill in that I started off as a registered nurse here in in Western Australia and I was working in a small mining community, as sister in charge at a hospital, and saw a lot of mining accidents come in. And then one day there was a fatality. And I also was teaching classical ballet to the local kids. So I knew the family who were involved, and it just broke my heart beyond belief. And whilst I loved the emergency nursing, I just went, you know what? I need to be on the other side. I need to be doing some preventative work here. So I went off and did a grad dip in health and safety and I spent the next, I don't know, 15 years, I still play in that space in health and safety and I worked on mine sites for many years. So over the years, I have had this feeling that sleep has such an impact on so many aspects of our life and I'm not saying that fatality itself was caused by fatigue necessarily but over the time I worked in mining I just saw so many accidents and I had so many men, because back then it was mostly men in the industry, coming to talk to me as the OC Health nurse on site about their various challenges. A lot of them were mental health related and we do know that now mental health and sleep have this bi-directional relationship, one affects the other. It's just kept popping up, sleep, sleep, sleep. So um, yeah, in the industry here there's been a lot of work on fatigue management in terms of reducing the the length of the shifts and reducing how long people are on mind sites, but I felt that whilst that was important, there's this huge missing piece around education how do we how do we get a better night's sleep? you know because we don't get it in our schooling, do we? No, yeah, we need to put sleep education into the school curriculums here in Australia and I don't know if it's the same globally but we just have nothing on sleep. We learn about the food pyramid or whatever it's called nowadays that we need to have good nutrition and the exercise is really important but sleep is even more important than that. So for many years I've had this really desire to help people understand about their sleep and it's not rocket science and it's such an exciting space. So my mission is to help people fall back in love with the idea of going to sleep because there's so many exciting things in our day that sleep's often the thing that we squeeze.
0: That's what I see is that it isn't that people don't understand that sleep's important. It's just that there's so much stuff they want to fit into their day that they almost don't want to prioritise sleep, especially as entrepreneurs. I feel like as entrepreneurs, we bloody love what we do. I was saying to you earlier, just before we started recording, wasn't I, that, you know, I think we both agreed we could sit and work for 23 out of 24 hours. And, and you know, we would never get bored with what we do, or we, we would clearly run out of charge, wouldn't we? But it's remembering to prioritize the sleep. And that's what we don't do. We don't prioritize it. It's the thing that we just do at the end of the day, because we're like, run down like the Duracell bunny. I don't know if that advert reached australia or the states but (laughs) when the battery runs out we just kind of collapse into bed yeah it's it's so true yeah i love that analogy as well of the duracell buddy because i feel like that is exactly what happens isn't it Mm -hmm. especially when you really love what you do because as entrepreneurs i don't feel like we can get enough of work sometimes i had a really interesting conversation recently with my own coach and We were talking about balance and because I really need to take my own medicine. I am really prone to overworking and really not prioritizing other things over my work, particularly because I write a lot. So that can take up hours of time and I'm lost in that writing world and and I'm loving it. I don't really want to come out of it. But we revisited that coaching tool of the Wheel of Life coaching tool. Where, for anyone who doesn't who isn't familiar with that, it's it tends to break up into segments like health, relationships, work. I can't remember all of them off the top of my head. Leisure time, hobbies. You know, and you basically score your life as it is at the moment against all of those segments. And for me, I think actually. Amanda sleep should be one of those what they're not it's not in there oh my god sleep is not one of those segments I mean there's health and sleep always gets swept into that but Mm. sleep should definitely be one of the segments we need to create a new one but when I was doing it we realized that you know work was like so high I'd scored it so high and then hobbies was like zero that like work is everything that is my work is my hobby reading and writing and that but it's all part of work so I guess the point I'm making is that it's understandable why we do it but it isn't good for us right
1: right completely right and you know everything that you've just said is like me 200 well it's three times over because I've got three companies and I've been an entrepreneur for (laughs) nearly 30 years it's like oh my god really and it's, it is when you really love what you do, it doesn't feel like work. It's work and it's a hobby and it becomes obsessive. And when it becomes obsessive, so many, it's not just sleep that falls by the wayside, it's, you know, our relationships with our friends. I mean, I, I'm i sure you can relate to this and your listeners, how antisocial we become as entrepreneurs unless we're very focused on networking you know, we lose contact so easily with our social network. It's our support network as well when things don't go so well. So it's that social interaction. Of course, it's sleep. There's so many different things. And I guess we can't beat ourselves up. It's about just having that increased awareness that great, you love what you do, but that shouldn't give you the license to just do it endlessly. If If I could... If I didn't have a husband and a family, I would work, as you said, all day, every day and on weekends. And I um, I get reminded quite frequently by what people have said to me um, in the past, like really poignant messages. And one was years ago when I first met my husband and I had two companies back then. And one of his best mates said to me, God, Amanda, I really admire how you just juggle all that you do. And you switch off. When you switch off, you switch off. You're not on your computer, you just switch off and how things change Jill because you know so many times over (laughs) the subsequent years I've gone what was it that Jock said to me because I don't do that anymore but it's a really nice reminder for me like he admired me so much I felt proud but so many times over the last decade I've gone that's not me anymore and I didn't feel as proud of my achievements because I do recognize that rest and sleep is so important and balance in our life as you said and what is balance you know work-life balance it's, it's really just about balancing everything relationships
0: health sleep diet exercise
1: yeah so many
0: things and it will change Yes, it does. It does. Won't it? That balance, that idea of work-life balance will change. You know, if you've got small children, work has to take a really backseat, you know, as your children get older. Work will become more focused in your life. You know, you'll have more time to focus on it. So that's natural. But I think it is work-life balance. I, I don't really even like that. Phrase mm, because no. it means so many different things to yeah, different people, and and also it can be a bit of a unicorn, can't it? Chasing some kind of work-life balance because usually it's never going to feel completely balanced.
1: Yeah, completely. And I think you know, the, the the idea of you know this we've got this endless time in our day in our week as entrepreneurs because we don't have a oh I've got to be at work at eight o'clock and I finish at five five o'clock it's just this we work from home often and we have this sort of endless time to get things done is it Parkinson's principle it's a time management principle and it's essentially and I'm, I'm going to make this awful but something along the lines of a task will take as long as you give it so if I've got an hour to write a blog article yeah it's going to take me an hour. But if I give it 15 minutes, it'll take 15 minutes, you know, and, you know, different tasks. Ah, but the, so the true. principle there is if we've got these endless days of just, you know, whatever whatever I want to do, I'll do, I'll, you know, work on Canva or I'll do some networking, yeah, time gets away from us and we just sort of endlessly just keep going. But we have to start putting hard mm-hmm. stops in our day. And the point I really wanted to make was as entrepreneurs, and I recognised this many, many years ago, I can have it all but I can't have it all if I don't prioritize my sleep because sleep everyone has this general idea that sleep is really important but when you really unpack all the essential elements of a high performing entrepreneur highly performing successful entrepreneur you're going to need to lean on your sleep it's all about energy creativity motivation resilience god don't we need resilience that roller coaster of entrepreneurship mm-hmm. we need problem solving we need strategic thinking we need so many of Of course health is a huge one but there's so many different elements that sleep it's like a panacea it's this elixir of being a great entrepreneur so prioritizing sleep is even more paramount than exercise i mean i wouldn't like to say Sleep's more important, but it is. You know, you'll die sooner from lack of sleep than you will with lack of diet or lack of exercise. It feels more foundational. It is. It is absolutely more foundational. But the thing is, we can seemingly get by squeezing the time we give to sleep and not feel like it's really impacting us. You know, I can really do a good job of a six hour sleep and go, yeah, I'm performing okay. And I did used to do that. and I occasionally still do because, hey, not everyone sleeps. I don't think sleep is ever perfect. But I do have bad night's sleep, even with all the knowledge that I have. So it's really understanding the impact yeah. that sleep has on us. And I call it the POM method. So we need to prioritise our sleep. Find out what is it that you're motivated by. For me, It has been on my A game. So this morning I recorded a radio interview. We're here doing this. I was meeting with a risk management client for Exploration Mining. Lots of things I had to be on my A game. So last night I prioritised my sleep and I only had one glass of alcohol early in the evening. Now, some will say one glass of alcohol is all it needs to disrupt your sleep, but I had a glass. So so what is it intrinsically that's driving you to prioritise your sleep? The O is to optimise. So get better at the time you're giving to sleep and then finally add more time into your sleep. So if, if you give seven hours to your sleep already, there's no point if you're sleeping poorly to add another hour in there. You know, you, you basically need to improve the way that you sleep and get really efficient at that. And what that looks like is put your head on the pillow and fall asleep quickly. Stay asleep, apart from occasional getting up for a pee, And when you do wake up, get back to sleep quickly and then stay asleep until you want
0: to wake up in the morning. So that's efficient sleep. So become more efficient at sleep. That sounds like the dream to me. As Mm -hmm. a menopausal woman, the (laughs) thought of going to sleep when my head hits the pillow. As you were saying it all, I was thinking, God, I can't even remember what that feels like. So going to sleep as your head hits the pillow, when you wake up in the night, going back to sleep quickly. I would add to that as well actually waking up feeling refreshed Mm. because when I find that if my sleep is not if I haven't had quality sleep then it doesn't matter how many hours I've been asleep it's I don't wake up feeling as refreshed that's my point
1: exactly so get efficient at really quality sleeps the time because if I speak to someone in, in, at a party or a networking event and they hear what I do, they're like, oh, my God, she's going to tell me I need to add another hour into my routine for sleep. And that's not what I'm <laughs> yeah. going to do, you know, because you've got, an hour is you've got to give up an hour of your day, day to give to sleep. So that's a really hard one. So it makes more sense to get more efficient at what you're already doing. And then if you're still feeling unrefreshed in the morning, then start to add in extra time. It's a much better approach, it's simpler, it's more practical. Yeah, we do. We we really need to focus on the time that we give to sleep and prioritizing it, really understanding what the heck it's doing for us. You know, the mental health side of it is essential for entrepreneurs. I just can't stress that enough.
0: I think as entrepreneurs, we think we're good at prioritizing the right things. At least that's what we're always striving for. And I think the reason entrepreneurs are pretty Good in general at prioritizing the right things is that we get good at decision making. It's one of the skills that as an entrepreneur, if you're not good at making decisions, you're in the wrong business. You you know, you shouldn't be uh, running a business because it's one decision after another, right? As an entrepreneur. And what we're talking about here is making a sensible decision, making a, a good choice to prioritize sleep. But also we know as entrepreneurs, we need to see what that's getting us to make a good decision. We like to know what we're playing with here, you know, so what's in it for us. So can you talk to that a little bit in terms of that hustle culture of wanting to do as much as we can, be as productive as we can, get as much as we can in terms of bang for our buck, if you like, what's in it for us? when we do start doing this, prioritising sleep, becoming more efficient at sleep? Well,
1: it's really becoming more efficient in your day. So it's being more productive. Mm. So it's, you know, we think that if we just work until 10 o'clock, I'll get all the extra stuff done and finish this and finish that. But then if you're not falling asleep till 11 o'clock at night and you're having to wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning, you're not getting the sleep that you need to be productive and efficient the following day. And this isn't just entrepreneurs. This is really anyone who has a busy schedule and is squeezing sleep. We think that by doing more, we're going to be achieving more. But it's not the case. It's the opposite. So if you want to be really efficient in what you do, and productivity is part of it, but it's that, that performance. It comes down to performance. Improve your overall performance in every, every part of your life sleep will have a foundational play in that if you prioritize it and not yeah. just on weekends <laughs>
0: creativity is a big one for Oh me.
1: yes 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 and I don't know about you but for me creativity is enormous in what I do so that one of my companies is an e-learning development company we develop e-learning resources for companies all over the world and there's a lot of creativity in that Um, we develop animations and all sorts of things and sometimes I come up with the most incredible thoughts and ideas in the middle of the night so it might I might be coming out of a dream and I'll wake up momentarily and I'll have this idea if I don't write it down I won't remember it the next morning and I did actually hear this really cool story about Keith Richards from the Rolling Stones and he used to keep a guitar beside his bed at night. I think it was a notebook and a tape recorder. So if he had any inspiration during the night, he you know quickly jot it down. Love so he's it. a very clever man. Anyway, in 1965, I think it was, he woke up one morning and had seen that his tape recorder had run to the end and he couldn't remember ever recording anything. So he rewound it and played it back and guess what he heard? The chorus for Go Satisfaction. On. So, <sighs> So imagine if he hadn't have done that. Oh, my that, God, that's have. amazing. I and love that story. song, yeah. It's, it's, and there's so many stories like that. So creativity, whether it's in the middle of the night, but it, it is, it's that time when our brain, particularly during REM sleep, our brain just makes all these connections that it hasn't made before, like just reassembling memories and um, our prefrontal cortex, which is our sort of the CEO of the brain, it, it's quietened during that time. So there's not that... Jill, that's a stupid idea. What are you thinking? That's all quieted. So you're really free to run with your ideas. So whilst that's happening in dream time, it helps us the next day to make new connections with problem solving and be more creative. So, yeah, it's the elixir. (laughs) It really is. Yeah. It really is.
0: I love what you just said about in the night when you're asleep, and you're processing things and there isn't that self-critical voice that comes in when you're awake. So for creativity, having really good deep sleep, I guess is, is so important for that. But I've just, I love that idea of this spaciousness and quiet and a quiet place where there's no inner critic limiting you I, I really like that 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 was very visual for me as you were saying that as well
1: something else which is really interesting about that REM sleep which is you know we get most of it in the second half of our sleep is that um, and we we touched on this a little earlier Jill around alcohol you know alcohol mm. whilst we all lean on it you know falling asleep after a half a glass of half a bottle of wine is not sleep it's you know you're basically anesthetizing yourself and you don't get a great sleep. but what it does with your REM sleep, it suppresses REM sleep. So if you're looking for that really great creativity expansion that we just talked about, you're going to get less of it if you're drinking in the evening and close to bedtime. And alcohol fragments your sleep. So you're going to be waking up more frequently during the night. So you won't have the great quality of sleep. So, yeah, certainly around creativity. It's, yeah,
0: it's great stuff. Really good. It is. But that's interesting about having a, a drinking alcohol in the evening, because I know that if I drink some wine in the evening, I'm going to fall asleep pretty quickly. It's not going to be quality sleep. I will definitely wake up in the night and i'm not going to feel great the next morning that's a given there's no tricking the body is there there's no tricking the body around sleep oh i've got to get to sleep early so i'll have a i'll have some wine tonight and that will knock me out if you like you know that no there's no tricking it if you want to feel refreshed the next morning that's not the way to to do it so what is amanda share with us some of the things that you kind of talk to your clients about Around getting into these better habits with sleep,
1: mm, yeah, re- really good. So yeah, the alcohol, you know, if you're using it to unwind, and I do too, of course. You know, so many of us do, and it's not not easy to shift to something else. But if it's unwinding, and this is something which I talk about a lot, because you know, sleep is something which happens in the evening or the nighttime for most of us, unless we work shift work, but rest is equally important during the day because without resting during the day, daylight hours, we aren't going to be able to sleep as well at night generally. So, for example, if I'm running around with all that I do all day today, and then I will typically fall asleep very quickly because I'm I'm absolutely physically exhausted. But if I wake up in the middle of the night, all these thoughts will start coming into my mind because I haven't given them any airing during the day. And I describe it a little bit, I love analogies, like a stage. So during the day on the stage are all these prima donna actors and often the wings are all these thoughts and ideas and other actors who are going, oh, oh what about me? And the only time that they get to come on stage when the stage is empty is when we either first put our head on our pillow at night, and as I said, unless you're completely exhausted, they're going to keep you awake. Or if you wake up during the night and you have trouble falling asleep, it's generally because these thoughts suddenly come into your mind, whether they're worries, anxieties about whatever, or just stupid binging on thoughts. Did I put the kickboard back under the dishwasher? washer? oh my God, I forgot to put the (laughs) washing, you know, that's stupid thoughts. So having time and creating time and space during daylight hours to rest. Now, what does rest look like? Whatever you want it to look like, but find five minutes. And this is something which I I, uh, encourage all of my corporate clients to do because most of the work I do is with organisations and it's finding five minutes, who hasn't got five minutes in their day to do some breath work or to just go in the elevator down to the bottom floor and then come back up just start with five minutes and it's finding time where you haven't got your phone you're not distracted by anything you don't have to be doing meditation but if you can that's great but find out what rest looks like for you is it going and finding a park bench and having your lunch on your own just sitting there rest and letting thoughts come to you and you know process them so that at night you've got a clearer mind and not only have you got a clearer mind this ability to tap into what we call our parasympathetic nervous system, you know we've got the fight or flight response, that's the sympathetic nervous system, it's sort of us about but and then the parasympathetic is the rest and digest. So like any muscle, of course it's not a muscle but I call it a muscle, we need to flex that muscle more often. For entrepreneurs we're always on the go, exciting ideas and off we go. We very rarely and I'm sure there's some great exceptions out there, we very rarely tap into the parasympathetic muscle, which is the parasympathetic nervous system, which is knowing how to relax and unwind. So when you get to the point of wanting to go to sleep, you're not going to have to lean on alcohol to do that unwinding. You have a better idea about how to do that yourself. So there's so many different ideas, I'm going to go into them here, but just Practicing flexing that parasympathetic muscle during daylight hours is really important.
0: Can I share with you a purchase that I've just made? It's like a human dog bed. I'm waiting for it to arrive at the moment and it's basically going to go over here in my office and I'm going to be able to snuggle up in it and read and just take it or meditate or just take a little bit of time out and honestly just I don't know how I'll ever get out of it because it just looks so good <laughs> but it <laughs> another thing I do as well during the day to, to have a break is I'll go and have a bath in the middle of the day So that's something that quite a few of um, my, I used to always post pictures when I was more active on Instagram. Um, For example, I used to quite often post pictures from the bath of my me reading or, you know, recording something in the bath in the middle of the day. I used to say, oh, it's time for another day bath. But just things like that, I find do, I've only just connected it, but those are a huge part of my self-care actually, is taking a break during the day.
1: So I'm really glad to hear that. That, That's just perfect. And I love the idea of your human bed. I can't wait to see a photo of it. And, yeah, I hope my dog's not listening because he's he's a horse and he'd want to lie in your your big human bed. But that is just perfect. Both of those are great examples. And be creative about how you rest. You've done that beautifully. Just really good examples of how to do it. One of the other things that I would suggest, and this has worked for me, and, again, it's one of those things that I have to keep coming back to because – Thing slide. And it's time blocking, which I'm sure you listeners have heard about time blocking. It's so important as an entrepreneur, because there's so many different things that you're juggling. And it's not like you do everything every day. There's so many different things you do over the course of the week. So for me, I've got three companies, each company's got multiple clients. And many of those clients have got multiple projects. So I am oh, juggling, juggling, juggling. Mm. And At the moment what I'm doing is I've got a Tuesday and a Thursday which I dedicate to one of my businesses. And, of course, I do a little bit of the other stuff, checking emails and responding. But they're the two days and the way that I really stick to it is I leave my office from home and I go into a different environment to do those two days. And so I'm very like I physically change my environment but it's time blocking so that I get it done. And when I've done that, I don't have to think about those clients anymore. The rest of the week is mine to work on the other bits of my business. So they're big time blocks, but if you can time block an hour or two for a particular activity, you're giving dedicated time to it. And it's also that, I think it's Parkinson's principle, of a task will take as long as you the time you give it. So it's a really useful time management tool. But again, all of these things we sometimes just need to revisit you know, yeah, I, I used to do that, it went really well. Why am I not doing it now? Whatever, I'm going to try it again because, you know, life gets in the way. Things change, as you said earlier.
0: Life does get in the way. Life does get in the way and also as entrepreneurs, you're in different seasons of your business, aren't you, quite often. I find this a lot, that if I'm in a really busy season, then yeah, things do fall by the wayside. And the important thing is to acknowledge it and not just let that become your new normal to use that new phrase that we've had post 2020. You don't have to be passive in that and allow something to just become a new normal. It's like you saying that that guy saying to you, oh, you know, you, I'm so impressed with the way you do X, Y, Z, you know, and and you almost realizing and remembering that and thinking "Oh, I don't do that now how can I get that back how can I go back and revisit that so I suppose it's it's just one of those things that we do need to keep coming back to and checking in on isn't it
1: it is and I'm sure this is you all all over like me it's like you know I'm gonna do that but I'm just gonna wait until I get this project out of the way or You know, I've just got such a busy two weeks. I'll do it in two weeks. I'll start that in two weeks. But we keep putting things off and Mm. we've just got to commit and start today. And it just starts with whatever it is, a minute, five minutes of whatever you want to be doing to improve whatever aspect of your life. But we can't keep waiting. We can't keep putting off and there's this great, oh, my God, Dolly Parton, I'm in love with her. Isn't it funny? She, she used to make me cringe as a, as a teenager, <laughs> but, oh, I just admire her so much. She's so sure of who she is and she has done no compromising and she's got the heart of gold. But she has the best quote and it says, don't get so busy making a living that you forget to make a life. How good is
0: that? What a great quote. What a great quote. I love it. And mm. I love Dolly Parton too. She's amazing. <laughs> I, I love that quote. And isn't that so true? Mm. And also, I don't know, I, I'm finding that as I'm getting older and as an entrepreneur, those words ring so true. It's like in every season of our life, our priorities shift. And it's only really now that I'm looking at my work and... Becoming, I, I have way more non negotiables now than I've ever had before. There are certain things that I just won't compromise on anymore, which as a younger entrepreneur, I absolutely would have done. So I guess that this, just coming back to the sleep and where this fits in with that, it is about being sure of yourself, sure of who you are, sure of the entrepreneur that you want to be, the kind of entrepreneur that you want to be, and then recognising that sleep plays a massive part in giving you the choice to be that person, right?
1: Yeah, I love it. I love it. You're not compromising on certain things that you would have as a younger entrepreneur, and hopefully through our conversation yeah. and the conversations we've had in the past, Jill, sleep is going to be one of those, and hopefully hopefully, your listeners as well, sleep and I'm not going to be so um, unrealistic that it's maybe just a little step in the right direction. And if I can, you know, draw on my experiences with helping people with their sleep, often the mis- one of the common mistakes they make is trying to do too much at once and t- expecting too much of a change because we want a quick fix. We want things to change radically and change right. now. So if I prioritise my sleep tonight, I'm going to have a great day tomorrow. You might do but let's be realistic and I encourage people to treat it like a science experiment so there's so much advice out there about sleep some of it's good some of it's bad most of it's overwhelming just try one small tiny habit to change in your daily routine the one that I encourage people to start with is the 10 before 10 which is 10 minutes of sunlight natural light before 10 o'clock in the morning. To help reset your body clock give you a burst of cortisol and adrenaline and set that timer for melatonin secretion 12 to 14 hours later that is something that is so actionable and practical and has so many other benefits on our bone health our bone density our mood dopamine everything but it's 10 minutes of sunlight before 10 o'clock in the morning and the reason is from sleep it's you know the setting of that timing of melatonin secretion but our body clock runs for longer than 24 hours a day so if we didn't have any cues to to sunlight sunset sunrise we would wake up later and later each day so we need that reset each day and it's so important so 10 minutes of sunlight before 10 o'clock in the morning and that is not looking straight at the sun you can be under a pergola if you're in like in australia you know it's in the morning before 10 o'clock it's it's not that hot but some people were really sensitive to sun so just stand under a pergola or a veranda because the light energy that comes from the sun bounces around it's jumping you know it's not going straight from the sun in a direct line into our eye and then the other couple of things to consider around that is if you're inside a beautiful sunny kitchen It might feel like you're getting all that sun exposure. It's not, there's not a lot going into your eye. So if you're behind a window, behind sunglasses, Mm -hmm. you're in a car, in an office, it's, you'll get there eventually, but it's going to take you a lot longer. And trying to habit stack that, habit stack that 10 minutes of sunlight before 10 o'clock in the morning with something that you already do. Like if you have a cup of tea or coffee,
0: go and take it outside. That's exactly what I was just going to say. Coffee outside before 10. That's such an easy, quick win. And I love things like that. Um, I think for my UK listeners, can we swap out sunlight for daylight? <laughs> because I feel like we may be over-optimistic hoping for sun. <laughs>
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> See, I it's...
0: love that I love that your default being in Australia is to automatically refer to sunlight. Unfortunately <laughs> for us it may maybe just let's just go for daylight.
1: <laughs> well, we can call it natural light. How about that?
0: Natural light. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah so, we we can do that.
1: <laughs> yeah. So natural light and another good habit stack with the ten before ten to get the benefits is is exercise. Just go for a quick walk around the block. Yeah. If you already go for a walk, we'll take off your sunglasses. I mean, it's crazy in Australia. It's become such a habit for us to reach for our sunglasses even on a really dark, cloudy, rainy day. It's like grab your sunnies and walk outside and put them on. It's like, and it's not that we want to look cool. Well, I'm sure there's part of that, but it's just this habit. So. Take those sunnies off. Don't put your sunnies on for the first 10 minutes.
0: Yeah. I love that. I just, I love a really tangible quick win. And I think 10 before 10, so memorable. And your explanation of why that's important with that body clock that would naturally run for longer than 24 hours. So therefore you need that reset to be able to get the most out of your day. It makes so much sense. Mm. So I really like that. Have you got any other little kind of any other nuggets like that that we can share for anyone who, and I know, you know, in a minute, we're going to share, um, how people can reach out to you to mm-hmm. learn more about this, but maybe another quick win like that, that when we come to the other end of the day, what are your kind of thoughts around that? What's one thing that we could change very easily, like the 10 before 10?
1: Yeah, there's many things. Before I give you the one deliverable, you know, in terms of a tip, something which I'd love to share with your audience is this idea of a sleep routine or a bedtime routine. I do think it's important to have some type of wind down, but we need to be flexible. Life changes, our situations change, and if we get so fixated on a particular bedtime routine and when we don't have the opportunity to get there we're on holiday or sickness or something all of a sudden we're thrown so we need to have a bit of a, a bit of flexibility around a bedtime routine um, and I can give you an example of this I listen to a fabulous podcast um, and it's essentially just bedtime stories um, and it's called nothing much happens and pretty much nothing much happens and this gorgeous um, I think she's Canadian lady records these stories and you just follow along anyway I uh, was camping recently and we don't have any reception all of a sudden I found it really hard to fall back because my trouble is I wake up in the middle of the night and can't get back to sleep so I use all these different practices to get back to sleep and practice the parasympathetic um, muscle flexing and I went I thought to myself you know what you've become reliant on listening to that beautiful voice <laughs> So that's just an example, but Mm. just be a little bit more flexible, great, have a wind-down routine, but not every night we're going to be able to have a warm bath before bed. So that's one thing. But, okay, my tip is sleep thieves, okay? This is a big one, but the idea is sleep thieves. What do you think that means,
0: Jill? Okay. Oh, well, I'm guessing it's things maybe that we do that steal from our sleep. Perfect.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> they steal our sleep. There are so many. I'm sure if I asked you the question, you'd, you'd know many of them. But um, you know, noise, vibration, snoring bed partner overly hot room um, dog barking down the street uh, so many different things that disrupt our sleep there are things that we do during the day we drink coffee too close to bedtime coffee's got a half while, half life of, of average six hours so in six hours from your last coffee you've still got half a cup of caffeine floating around in your your brain another six hours you've got a quarter mm. of that coffee so You know, coffee, alcohol. We've talked about um, eating too close to bedtime, doing very physical, high-energy exercise too close to bedtime. But workout. Everyone is so unique. You know, the whole dress thing, one size fits all bullshit. I've never had a dress that one size fits all. Looks like a tent on me. I'm short, (laughs) so a bit round. So it sleeps the same, and everything is the same. Work out what works for you. So. You know, when it comes to sleep thieves, my sleep thieves. I'm sure I can share these with you. Steve's not listening. <laughs> he's a snorer. I think I am too. <laughs> I sleep when with earplugs in every night when he's at home. Every night, so earplugs are my best friend. And often people go, "Oh my god, I couldn't possibly." You could if you get the right shape, the right type, meaning that the made of the right material. So. Earplugs should be your best friend because even when you're on holidays or somewhere and you can't sleep, being able to sleep with earplugs is a real must. So, work out what your sleep thief is and who hasn't laid there in the middle of the night going, Oh God, what is that noise? No, I, no it's, it'll go away. Half an hour later, you're still lying awake and you're still hearing that noise. No, no, it'll go away. And then you finally get up and you've wasted an hour. It's like, just get up and deal with that sleep thief. If it's the cat on the bed, that you should have put in the laundry before you went to sleep get up and put that bloody cat in the laundry there's so many sleep thieves and cats and pets on beds On god who doesn't love it but it's not great for our sleep and one of the things with sleep thieves is we're very conscious of the sleep thieves that wake us up into full consciousness not always but you know like the keith richards example he doesn't remember recording making that recording so often we will be disturbed, we will even be fully conscious and not be aware the next day that we had a sleep thief that woke us up. Mm. So just be mindful of your environment and be very active in calling out what the sleep thieves are and doing something about them.
0: All of this, as you are saying that, it just really brought it home to me that all of this mm. is about choosing To prioritise your sleep. You just use the phrase then, you know, be active, be proactive, you know, take action to get rid of the things that clearly are going to disrupt your sleep. And I think it sounds obvious, but we don't do it. We don't do it. Quite often, we get into a bad nighttime routine, which is, you know, the opposite of one of these wonderful morning and evening. I've got a lovely book about morning and evening routines. I have lots of lovely books that I love to look at on my bookshelf. I don't take any of the action out of them. But we love the idea of it, but we don't actually do it because we're so busy prioritizing other things. So what I'm getting the most from from this great conversation is... It's just making a different choice, making a choice to prioritise sleep because of all the things we talked about earlier about if you want to be at your most creative, productive, alert, energetic, you've got to just take a bit of responsibility, haven't you?
1: Yeah, you do. I often ruffle a few feathers with this expression and it's really calling people out as being lazy you know going back to the finding creating time and space in the day to switch off or rest yesterday I had a meeting with an executive who said he didn't have 10 minutes in his day to switch off and I said I don't know about that but sounds to me like it's a little bit of laziness and he was you could see him prickle but as we talked about and explored it further he goes you know what you're so bloody right Amanda laziness is there's a point to me using the word laziness because no one wants to be called lazy but it's that you need to just take action like move it's so much easier to sit at my desk all day when I know I need to look in the distance and change the focal length of what I'm looking at from looking at a screen all day I need to get up and put my stand desk that I spent a fortune on need to use that it's just taking action and no one wants to be lazy so I think if we keep saying don't be so bloody lazy it might spur somebody on to taking an action and I harp again on that fact of do one thing just one thing make it simple really easy do one thing
0: I'm going to take away a few more than one thing but (laughs) the 10 before 10 has really got me because I love things that really make sense and that that reset really makes sense to me getting actual fresh air in my lungs sunlight hopefully daylight if not in my eyes just makes so much sense so that's i'm going to be doing that as from tomorrow Mm. definitely
1: there's one thing that also is quite motivating for many of the people that I talk to in terms of the benefits of sleep and it's not so often talked about but it's so important as we get older is the ability of sleep to clean our brains of all the metabolites that can otherwise damage our brains so there's a real link between sleep and its impact on uh, reducing the risk of dementia Alzheimer's and so on and there's globally so much research in this space at the moment it's really exciting but it's looking like there's a very strong link between poor sleep and increased risk of dementia and it was only you would have heard about the um the lymphatic system which is the system that drains the Mm -hmm. or partly it's one of the many systems that drains metabolites from our body but for years scientists couldn't quite work out well what's the drainage system or the the waste system for the brain because they knew that the lymphatic system didn't didn't surface the brain and it wasn't that long ago that they discovered the glymphatic system. It's essentially a waste removal system of the brain and during most well, it works most actively at night, and it's when essentially the cerebrospinal fluid flushes through the brain and removes all the metabolites that just happen naturally from the brain's activities during the day, proteins and the plaques that can cause damage to our glial cells of the brain, and it washes them away. So if we are underslept, we're more likely to build up the metabolites which can cause dementia and Mm -hmm. things like alzheimer's so a good friend of mine in the states Meta, she described this it was beautiful it was like you give your she's a neuro neuro, neurologist it's like giving your brain a shampoo each night
0: how good is that that's a great analogy i love Mm it (laughs) Mm -hmm. i love it giving your brain a good shampoo yeah yeah Well, I mean, God, if we if we needed any extra motivation to start prioritizing our rest and our sleep a bit more, that is definitely it, isn't it? You know, this is not a joke. This is something that we have to pay more attention to if we want to live our fullest lives. Right. Yeah. So. This has been such a rich conversation. I'm, I'm so grateful for this. It, it's really I've got lots to process myself. About this. I don't think I'm, I'm definitely guilty of not, not prioritizing it enough. Amanda, if people, and I know those listening are going to want to find out more about you and about what your company Sleep Spot does, how can they reach out to you? What's the best way to get you?
1: Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn, not so active on Instagram anymore, but LinkedIn and, of course, my website, which is www.sleepspot.com.au, which is the Australian extension. And, yeah, there is a an employee sleep program for organisations, but we also have a similar program for individuals, recognising that not every employer is going to gift an employee sleep program for their staff. So if anyone's interested, they can jump in there right. and have a look.
0: Yeah. Oh, perfect. And I'll pop the links to that in the show notes for sure. It has been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. I love our conversations. It's so interesting. Um, (laughs) And I'm so grateful to you for coming on. Thank you. Thanks, Jill. Thanks so much, Amanda. Speak to you soon. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that getting our heads together this week has filled your mind with what's possible. If you love the show, would you do me a massive favor, please? Would you leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts? It would really help you put more heads together, reach more ears and expand more minds. Until next week, bye for now.